who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested, and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android, or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Do not underestimate the power of PlayStation. PlayStation. Beyond. 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 Wow, look at that. You guys all have the giggles. A whole bunch of giggles here right here at Podcast Beyond. Welcome, everybody, to Podcast Beyond, episode 470. We're back once again. Here we are. We're doing it. It's happening. Uh, we got a great show lined up for you. I don't know why I said that. People always say that at the top of shows. Really good show. Happy to be here, folks. I'm Max Scoville. I'm joined by Alana Pierce. Greets. Marty Sleva. Whoa. And Brian Altano. Deets. Yeah, greets and deets. That's what, what we should have called the show. <laughs> Um, let's see. We're going to talk a little bit about um, Watch Dogs 2 again because that's a game that came out and some of us played it a bunch. It's a real good. Um, PSX is happening later this week. Who's going to that? Marty? Do I'm going to. Ryan? It's an audio show. Yeah. And, yes. and, Gold, and Goldfarb and, 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 and Zach and a bunch of people are going to that. Um, I won't be there, unfortunately, but I will be covering the- You guys uh, are going to be doing the pre and post show. Pre and post show. Well, I don't know if you knew that, but yeah. um, Covering that uh, from home base. Uh, Final Fantasy 15 <gasps> finally came out. That's a thing. Uh, and we got some rumors about Marvel vs. Capcom 4. But uh, let's let's start things out a little bit by um, talking about Watch Dogs again. Oh, some you, more. You mean Secret Game of the Year? Secret Game of the Year. Secret Game of the Year. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, like um, we're going to be talking a bit about Game <laughs> of the Year stuff in a second. But like, uh, Brian, have you beat this yet? No. Okay, how far are you? I'm probably 80% done with the campaign, but I'm probably... 60%, 70% done with the stuff outside of it. I've been mostly just like gathering resources everywhere, hacking everything and getting my character awesome. Okay. The story stuff is actually like sort of secondary to me. It's cool, it's fun, but it's not what I'm there for. Marty? As, oh, sorry. Oh. As someone who has not played very much of it, how do you actually finish it? Because 
I know that you have to get followers that act as XP. Do they unlock more missions, or how, how do you use it? There is, like, a, you've got your kind of dead sec app that shows you your side quests, and they're clearly labeled, like, side missions. And then there are, you know, co-op online ones, which are, I think, replayable. Mm -hmm. And then there is one that just says main mission. And basically, you can't do that until you reach a certain point. Yeah. And it just won't but you can have like multiple you. main missions yeah. at the same time. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like the way all of us have been playing are that the side quests are super fun and just messing around in the city is super mm -hmm. fun. So I consistently have, like, 30 things to do. Yeah, and so it's like, oh, I want to do races, or I want to try an actual mission, or I want to go like pet some dogs. Pet some. Oh, you, mm -hmm. you get achievements for petting dogs. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, the weirdest thing, like this game, is so surreal because I keep having missions in places that I've either worked or I've dated people mm -hmm. who've worked there, and it's freaking me out. To have like main missions in places that I'm very familiar with in real life, which You're I like, really is my love. ex going to show up? Yeah, do I have to hack my ex. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. How much? How much time you put into it, Marty? Probably 15 hours. Okay, um, that's one thing that's really weird about it. Is it as far as I can tell, it doesn't have like a amount of time spent in the mm -hmm. game. Uh, I powered through it. I don't know how long it took me. Uh, I mean, it was like just marathon sessions of sitting around over Thanksgiving break. So I was like. I don't, I don't know if that was a long game or not. I think it was kind of just average for Ubisoft. I'm guessing probably like 20, 30 hours yeah, or something. That's kind of a feature I wish was baked into the OS on right? PlayStation. Like um, Steam has that. <clears throat> 3DS does it really well, yeah. too, where you can yeah. just kind of pull up your stats. I love systems like that. It sucks that that's not really a thing. I like the 3DS way of... The three, I think all Nintendo systems do of like, hey, on this day, this is how much time you spent on each of these games. But I yeah. feel like Nintendo does it for negative reasons. They're like, please stop playing. <laughs> yeah, you should take a break. It's been yeah. 15 minutes. Well, yeah. We showed this to your boss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Watch Dogs, like I've been, um, I went into that and I was like, I think in the first couple hours I was like, almost disappointed. Like I was kind of just bummed out. I really, some of the characters are really annoying kind of off the bat. Uh, and the story I didn't really care about, but then as I kept going through it, I it kind of just I kind of warmed up to it. I think um, that's going to happen for me. I'm going to play it over the December break. Right now, I'm yeah. so into Dishonored that mm -hmm. it's very hard to even consider playing Watch Dogs when Dishonored is a much more involved game. I think mm -hmm. it's like a lot more intense. The narrative is a oh, lot yeah. more dramatic, so it's really hard to try and even consider jumping from Dishonored to Watch Dogs. Yeah. Watch Dogs playing is, both is, at once. is a dumb game. It's a casual like, game. It is a, yeah. it, is a, it's it is a silly, stupid goof around game. Yeah. Like, and it's a thing you can jump back into after a week of not playing yeah. it, or jump into drunk, and you can totally yeah. play it just fine. Yeah. And it's um, yeah, it reminds me a lot of Far Cry Three. Um, it's Wait, kind of, as soon as you said that to me, I was like, oh, salt. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think the, the best thing it does is that it is the the shooting stuff in there is pretty much there as just a, as a decoration. Like mm -hmm. it, it is not a shooting game. Like it, you can play it like an action game. You can still blow stuff up, but like uh, it's so much more of like a weird kind of tactical puzzle game almost. Mm -hmm. um, I love it because it's uh, man. It just, it feels like far cry in the, the kind of like just, you just go explore and you find outposts and you're like, I want to do this. And then uh, you know, when there are missions on your, on your map or stuff you want to go check out, it always, it really just hits that kind of like that sweet spot with with sandbox stuff where if you get distracted on the way, it doesn't really feel like it's a problem. Mm -hmm. um, it's totally okay to kind of just go off the beaten path. Uh, but it's it's odd because I love Far Cry Three because you it was the phrase beaten path. No, uh, somebody in the control room sneezed like so hard it was like a cartoon sneeze. Sorry. Yeah. Um, you guys like we're on you. You're right. You know, you're not supposed to apologize after you sneeze. That's weird. Bless you. Is it tight? Um, I was going to ask, but since you guys have all played a lot more than I have, who here has played Watch Dogs 1? You have? Yeah, I, I finished I, it. I, finished yeah. it. I, I practically 100%ed it outside of like a I did too, which yeah. is weird because I didn't like it that really? much. Yeah, Watch Dogs 1. So I, I think like, you did? Maybe. It's very strange. I played a lot of it, but when I reviewed it, I was like, 
yeah, this game's not great. Like, I don't really... Yeah. I'm not sure. But I was going to ask, what do you think are the biggest differences outside of the sense of humor? Um, I think that the... this Just the sort of world in general is a little more fleshed out in Watch Dogs 2. Um, I do think that Watch Dogs 1, if we're going to get into it, like, I think it has some advantages. I think that, like, some of the driving hacks were seemed a little more uh, pronounced in Watch Dogs 1. Like, they, they make no sense, but those spikes that come mm-hmm. out of the street yeah. were used a lot in Watch Dogs 1. Um, Watch Dogs 2, less so. It's more about, like, hacking traffic and hacking helicopters and stuff like that. Um, and I thought the, the variety of the world in the first one was a little bit better in terms of just, like, there were, like, straight-up, like, forests and, like, creeks and canyons yeah. and stuff. Was there drone stuff in the first one? No. Uh, you did no, not, you did not okay. have an RC and you didn't have a I think that is, drone. without question, makes it a different yep. game. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that's what separates this from pretty much any other open-world game Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, the drone I, stuff's really cool. Yeah, um, I mean, I love it because like the drone stuff, you go in, uh, you can play entire missions without physically being in the missions. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. like it's cool because you can basically be outside a restricted area and send your little guy in, and he'll handle everything for yeah. you. And my favorite missions in Watch Dogs One were the ones where I would jump between cameras yep. to get stuff yeah. done and never even actually go in. Yeah. And I love that stuff. Yeah, and they have actual puzzles in the in the worlds themselves. And yeah, yeah. I think this is a, I think. Every inch of this game is about being more fun. Mm-hmm. I think the world's so. more fun. Yeah. The characters are more fun. The mechanics are more so fun. So from the when I was first playing it, though, um, it seems like the hacking is like strangely overcomplicated at first. It could be just that I hadn't learned it. But it was like, why are you giving me two things to do everything when it's like, hold this button and then press this yeah. when I only have one uh, thing I can you do? Get, you get used to it. It's, yeah. it's it actually like it looks a lot more complex than it actually is. It's they're pretty much rudimentary line puzzles about like twisting and turning blocks. It's like. I don't know. Did you it's, mean like the line puzzle stuff or just the hacking the environment stuff? Either. Okay. Mostly oh, hacking. Ha- hacking environments is basically just moving a drone up to something and hitting the triangle button. Also, if you're able to uh, be immersed in Dishonored 2, I think you're going to be fine. Yeah. Um, I, <laughs> I think say, it's a slightly more complicated fair. game. Yeah. 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 Jumping into Watch Dogs, uh, take your time with the story stuff. Go around, collect research points. Uh, really just, just level like up your stuff. Right? Like grind yeah. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, get yourself. It's going to suck if you try to play it just mm-hmm. running head, head first yeah. in there. Because the more um, you unlock, the more fun the game is. Yeah. I think this yeah. game's got a serious like sort of like Wind Waker problem too where like the first mission sucks. Yeah. Like I don't like the first mission at all. Yeah. It's very slow. And you it's, like the start of Wind Waker? No, dude. no, I love the start, but the first, the yeah, first the, dungeon, the first, the, yeah, the, the first dungeon, the prison, the, the prison. I yeah. like that. Nah, really, I love all of them. The stealth like stuff. Yeah, I would love to do a feature on IGN someday of like the best games that have like the worst first levels or something yeah. like that. Easily, yeah, yeah. Um, um, but yeah, it's. I, I think Max is right uh, in that, like going in and kind of just like cool thing about this game: the entire world's open to you right at the, yeah. right yep. at the game. Also, fast travel is a thing you don't have to unlock if you yeah. want to get to. Basically, you can fast travel to any store. Like clothing store, car store, restaurant, which don't serve any purpose, I don't think. I think maybe mm-hmm. get health or something. But like, it's great because you're just, you know, you you're like, oh, uh, I need to go to a mission that's over here, and you look for the nearest thing to fast travel to, and you just go mm-hmm. there, and it saves so much time. Uh, Speaking of clothing stores, I love the variety of clothes. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's really cool. Yeah. You, you, um, and I love how each store is a different, different like. There's like brand. the hipster store, mm-hmm. and then there's the like marina like. Uh, uh, Yuppie. Yeah, Yuppie store. Yeah. There's a tourist store. Yeah. yeah. Um, I want to say, like, aesthetically and just tonally, it feels so much like Saints Row 2. Uh, like, Saints Row, the first one, was basically a San Andreas knockoff, pretty unabashedly. Yeah. Uh, it was going so hard for that kind of, like, you know, South Central, you know, gangster approach. Mm-hmm. And then the second one started getting weird, and you had, like, you know, monster truck professional wrestler bosses. And, like, then the third one was basically effectively a reboot that was still yeah. in that same universe. Um, was the second one the one with the, like, the, the dump truck that shot 
uh, feces. Yes. Okay. That yeah. was that one. That was when they started the basically. It's just called the dump. Truck. They started having their their sense of humor. You yeah. know. Yeah. But Which if you was looked the one at with it, the the tiger in the car and the dildos. That was the third. That was the third that was, one. With three was when it basically embraced its silliness. Yeah. And then uh, four, you're a literal superhero because why not? Yeah. That's when they totally. I mean, they. I think there was a mission where you jumped a shark. Like they had a gun that shot sharks. Like they were. Mm. They got so weird with that stuff. Um, but yeah, like Watch Dogs Two has its like colorful and silly moments. It's a there's a part where you steal the car from Knight Rider, That's like, awesome. uh, which doesn't make any sense. And there's all this stuff that is like from Lucasfilm, basically. Yeah, yeah right. right? <laughs> which is like, why would they make a Knight Rider movie? You know what? Don't worry about anyway, it. Anyway, um, <laughs> they make turtles. Yeah, but they've got all this like they've got all this really like this really dumb stuff. Uh, and at the same time, there's <clears> stuff <throat> that's still trying to be like political and mm. trying to send a message. But like, yep. it feels so like it's just inconsistent in the way that Saints Row 2 is and like mechanically it's fantastic it's super fun really fun to play but at the end of the day you're like this is it's not it's not Luda narrative dissonance it's just kind of incoherent um is it not I, I, I can't comment on it but I have seen people talking about um Marcus being you know incredibly violent and killing a lot of people and that not at all adding up with his personality. Yeah, so I think that's up to you don't player have to play choice. It that way. Yeah, right. and it was like Max was saying before I was going to comment on this, but he says it's he said it was not really like a shooter. I think uh, we're playing it like that. Like, yeah. but I think if you went in head on and upgraded all of your machine guns and stuff like that, like yeah, it's a shooter because I think the the shooting mechanics are competent. They're strong. They're they're great. I actually like them better than most of the GTA games, which mm-hmm. I've, I've never been totally crazy about the shooting mechanics sure. in the last few GTA games, despite the overall picture being awesome. Um, but. When I play these games, I play them all melee and stealth. Yes, yep. so, that's the same um, way I play. When I blow somebody up with like a grate, I assume they live. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's not a gas line; it's a steam explosion. Yeah. So probably they just get scalded. Yeah, they get a burn. Also, when I go into like I go into like the the Batman night vision mode and I pull mm-hmm. out a pistol and shoot someone, I'm like. I think that was a taser. Yeah. I'm going to assume that was a taser, not just a pistol. You run people over with your giant Batmobile tank that has tasers on the wheels, and you're like, no, he's just knocked out. Yeah, yeah. he's just fine. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, mean, I, I keep hearing that argument, too, about like, the, oh, yeah, Marcus is like a violent. It's like, no, you're, you're playing it as a violent you're person. violent yeah, yeah. You're, sorry like it's you no, you're, you're being so Trevor I still guess, like, you're the mean one but i guess <laughs> yeah. what the criticism would be is that it doesn't none of the dialogue adjusts to how you play no congratulations it's a video game yeah. still like yeah. it's still like sure. i yeah. mean i just that's the thing is they make all these kind of comments about like oh like we're i mean it's basically sjw gta like you were straight up like you were like hacking you know health insurance companies and uh, yeah, you're like, going after big pharma. And, yeah, yeah. No, but so, there's, yeah. So to Alana's point, because I think you're onto something here, Alana, is that there were a lot of games, um, sort of that gave you that kind of like tilting scale of like, are you playing good? Are you playing bad? I know games like people like, react to you differently. Bioware games, yeah. Bioware like games. True Crime, Fable. Or that, yeah. that weird. Uh, what was it? Like Streets of L.A. Those games Street where you played, yeah. you played as a cop, and like you could be a bad cop or a good cop. Um, I mean, and, Dishonored does that totally. Yeah. Spot on. yeah. So Watch Dogs is pretty much just like. Oh man, uh, here's a cutscene. Like they don't really. Like, you get five yeah. stars if cops are after you, but there's no like, dude, you're a horrible bad hacker. Like, I guess that can in part be because the game's meant to be fun, and as soon as you punish people for, even if they're having fun in a way that's really violent, like causing mass explosions yeah. or killing a lot of people, they don't want to make them feel bad about it because that's against what the point of the game is. I mean, the same thing is. with Uncharted. Like you were there for a good story, and yeah, yeah Nathan Drake kills literally a lot uh, of people. Hundred thousand people. The, the, the key difference life. is there's no part in Uncharted where you can bypass that yeah. by yes. not being violent. Sure. Yes. You know, yeah. so well, I mean, in this playing, case, yeah. playing Watch Dogs Two with a gun feels like playing The Witness with a guide. It's like, yeah. yeah, you're getting through it, but like 
that's not what this is about. Like, I think yeah. you're really missing the entire point of this. If you're playing guns out, you're missing all of the fact. I mean, just play GTA at that point, you know, mm-hmm. like play, play literally yeah. any other game. Because I feel like once you actually get into a mission and you're you've got two different drones going and you're hacking different cameras and you're moving around stealth killing people and stuff like that or stealth hurting them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Then it really shines, right? But like, if you're just going in like guns blazing, grenades out, and stuff like that, there are better like, games to play. There's better games yeah. to play. It yeah. would also be really interesting to see how many people actually play it that way. Mm-hmm. Like, I wonder if really many people at all would, because it almost trains you initially to use the stealth options, to use the yeah. drone and the jump. I wonder if anyone really would just. And see, that's the kind of thing I would love, like a like a GDC postmort on or something. Mm. If they broke down the stats and how people are playing these things, because they couldn't just specifically take the guns away from you, because they are a failsafe. I've been 95 percent through a mission and been like oops guns yep. out but yeah. uh that's a last ditch effort for me yeah. so yeah that's it's really those are point. sleepy bullets it's fine yeah, yeah. also <laughs> you can you can totally just funny you rocks just, you know snitch on somebody and have gang members come God, up and I do your dirty that. work for you and yeah, you're like so oops cool. i didn't know oh, yeah, yeah i guess that's true yeah. i haven't killed anyone but i've yeah sent gangs on your hands so that's many what people. mob bosses they say do yeah. dirty work yeah yeah i'm gonna double down on what i said last time uh this is probably my favorite game this year gameplay wise i mean story wise yep. there's probably better ones like firewatch is i think a way better story wise yeah, yeah. there's firewatch wasn't as yeah. fun to play yep. so i'm completely with you on that I'm, i had a really good time with it uh the one thing I just I, – I wish so much that they had just leaned totally fully hard into the early 90s like Hackers the movie kind of approach. And there's so many parts in, in the game where it just feels like that stupid, stupid movie mm. where they're like, what's a computer? Who knows? It's a magical thing where you do a line puzzle and then suddenly the files are yours and skulls show up on the computer and, and acid man, burn crash override forever. Yeah. You know? That 3D yeah. printer is incredible. Yeah. How does it print all that <laughs> yeah. stuff? It's nonsense. So I mean, quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there, are, there are montages in – and if anyone like listening hasn't seen the movie Hackers, like go watch that because it's so, it's so wonderfully dated and it's still like a ton of fun and Angelina Jolie is 19 in it, so there's that. Um, but like – it's point at them. It's just like there's a part where they like they climb the Empire State Building and they're using a laptop to use a cell phone to hack something and you're like, what are you doing? What does that mean? There's a part where they they gush over a 28.8 modem. Like, yeah. why would you want that in the, in the game? <laughs> I, would, I would love it if you still had all like the crazy the superpowers character? you have. I mean, the thing is, is Watch Dogs is not realistic at all. Like, it never will be. Yeah. And it's but if they if they totally leaned into that, like, oh, like. Let's use the time period to frame this as being kind of silly and over the top. Like you could have rollerblades, like, and I feel like it's really close to being that. Um, I think they probably wanted blades? to play it a little safe. Yeah, they didn't want to put off. Also, I still think it sucks. There's no bicycles. Like it's San Francisco. There's bicycles everywhere. There were three bicycles shoving me on the train this morning. Like, where are the bicycles in this goddamn video game? Also, anyway, don't say it's not realistic because Coit Tower still looks like a just a fully erect one. You mean Coitus dog. Tower? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. I was on the train with you this morning. Are you saying I'm three bicycles? <laughs> <laughs> You three bicycles short of a, bi- a bicycle race. Is Perfect. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, moving on. PlayStation Experience is happening this weekend. Uh, yep. What is that? Well, what it's sort that? of a multi-day thing if you want to factor in the Game Awards, uh-huh. which are uh, Thursday night. It's the award show presented by Jeff Keighley. Um, the awards are cool, but the exciting thing is that there are... I think going to be 10 world premieres. Wow. Uh, we know Mass Effect's going to be one of them. We know Zelda's going to be one of There's them. There's that British lady that introduced She goes, world premiere. Yeah, not anymore. She passed away last year. What? Yeah. World premiere. Rest yeah. in well, peace. Well, now it's just a lot. Now it's the Australian. doing it. Um, um, yeah, before we get into that, uh, yeah. do you want to talk about the meet and greet that you guys are doing? Yes, yeah, I brought the information right cool. here. Uh, you so got be- the deets. <clears throat> Deets and greets for the meets and greets. You know, we don't have to do that anymore. We can do that. We can keep doing that a bunch. Deet and meets. That sounds gross. <laughs> <laughs> can I get your meats deets? What kind of meats? Ah, Dieter's meats. Can I get your meat tails details? Okay, for the love of God, just read the thing. Uh, Beyond Fan Meet and Greet at PSX 2016. 
Friday, December 2nd, from 7 p.m. to 1 a.m. It's at Arcade 2084, which is at 520 South Claudina, St. Anaheim, California. That's Claudina Street, I guess, or St. Anne. <laughs> it's or Claudina Street. <laughs> the city is not the called font's Saint weird. Anaheim. Okay, the font is weird. <laughs> 520 South Claudina Street, California, 92805. It's $10 for unlimited arcade gaming and console gaming. So this is a big arcade. There's tons of game stuff there. Uh, Goldfarb and I will be there hanging out for a little while. So come through. Meet some Beyond fans. If you see us, say Beyond. We'll be in the cut, as the kids say. At yeah. St. Anaheim. they kill someone. And St. Anaheim. My favorite St. Anaheim. And if you get lost, uh, just head over to the Facebook group. It's facebook.com slash group slash podcast beyond. Yeah, so that's uh, the information posted in there. We can pin that information or whatever. And, it's already you know, pinned. Yeah. Pin it. Anyway. Somebody else pinned it. Cool. It was not me. Uh, so, yeah, under the, under the award stuff. Uh, we know that, yeah, we know the things. They're going to be there. It's going to be great. Great, that covers it. What do you want to talk about? <laughs> yeah. Well, what I guys, mean, so the awards, the awards are on Thursday, and then PSX proper is uh, Saturday and Sunday with yep. the, the PlayStation keynote in the morning, which uh, in the past... Hosted we by Jeff keynote. keynote. Damn it. No, it's, it's not hosted by <laughs> Keely, even. It's not hosted by him. Oh, dang. <laughs> We're not going to just let, let a pun hang in the air it's like that. It's not even a pun if it's just a lie. We're but also, we're right. streaming. I think IGN is streaming yes. the We're streaming uh, the Game Awards, awards and we're going to have a pre and post show. And you can and print out a ballot. Yeah. <laughs> and it's very fun to play a drinking game. You like you play with your friends and you all like bet on which game is going to win because you can print out like I get it. the nominees. What's drinking? <laughs> you can also just drink. <laughs> no, I kind of like drinking sure, I games. I like drinking games. Yeah. Drinking is the number one drinking game. Yeah. Is Drink, it? Drinking and hiding. <laughs> no, no. Uh, drinking and hiding. I want to say real game. quick the Game Awards are. Definitely something that have gotten better and better and better yep. every year, which is like, I don't know, really rare in this world to have yeah. something that just consistently improves. Like, I don't think I've ever seen one where I'm just like, last year's was better. Yeah. Like, if you look at the, the first game of the year, the, the first Game Awards, right? Do you guys remember it? The very the, first was one? Was it Joe McHale ones? They gave Game Oof. of the Year, to, I believe, it to Madden Oof. within the first three minutes, and cheerleaders ran out in the crowd around all these people that were just like drinking and sitting at these roundy tables. And it was just like, what are you doing? Like, what's going on? Uh, then there was that year Joel McHale just came out and was just like, really video games mean? are stupid that was, and I hate so you that, all. Was, uh, that was when they were the, what, the VGXs? Yep. Are they still, are they, they're, the, they're the Game Awards They're just again? the Game Awards, okay. the TGAs. Yeah, the VGXs was, was the was the one where it was like, Healy kind of took this thing and he was like, it was going to be online. And we we're mm-hmm. like, oh, it's all online. It's going to be shorter and more curated. And then they were in this weird barn full of airplane parts. And Joel yeah. McHale was just really mean to Tim Schafer. And yeah. it was just very bad. Yeah, very that bad always time. hurt because I was like, oh, I like both of you. Please don't do that to each other. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I think that like you know, Keely is like definitely like pushing the direction these things can go, yeah. and it's. Uh, I think he's done a really good job of kind of trimming out the trimming out the fat of award shows, which is hard to do because it yeah. is typically sort of a back padding. Yeah, and it's a yeah. it's a good combination of uh, you reward some of the best games of the year. The Lifetime Achievement Awards have always been really great. Mm-hmm. This year is Kojima, mm-hmm. which means we're probably going to get uh, Max thinks we're going to get another weird little Death Stranding thing. He just put up a, a sick poster that was like a movie poster. Really? Yeah, yeah. Norman Reedus. Yep. We'll, we'll probably just get nudes of Norman Reedus at this point. It's just oh, like we're going to see it. Here's this right. beautiful naked man. Here's Norman Reedus. <laughs> 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 Whose who's accent was that? Yeah, Kojima? Not sure. Of that. Yikes. Kojima's voice changes when he sees he's, a nude he's man. He's European. Yeah. yeah. I, don't I want to see Kojima and Werner Herzog do something together. That'd just be real weird. Yeah. Real, like, real weird. Just give Werner the, uh, give him the Metal Gear movie. Yeah. Think about God, it. that'd be awful. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... Um, I don't know. Let's. This is a good question. Jesse Flores from the from the Facebook group says, "Is 2016 the hardest game of the year decision ever?" Uh, I was thinking about this a lot, looking at just kind of like the, the the nominees for for the Game Awards and just kind of what's come out this year and like what's my favorite, you know. And honestly, it feels kind of sparse. And it, like, there's been a lot of good stuff, but it's like 
there hasn't been any like like just blow the doors off like right home about so, it stuff. I think there's been a lot of great stuff, but yeah. I will agree that there's for me there is no that one game. There's no like Phantom Pain where it's like oh yeah. mm-hmm. like this is probably gonna be it. or Journey where it's like oh yeah this is it for sure. Um, but there are I, I think looking back some one of you guys put the notes this was a good year but not a great year for games. I think this was an incredible year and I think this will be looked back as okay it was one a great of, year it wasn't an incredible year okay but I, I actually, think this will be looked look back as one of the best years in the past decade. I kind right? of feel like it's partly that we started the year with really 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 good indies so the ball was already really high yeah so everything is just very good so nothing totally. really stands out like Inside is incredible yeah like I wouldn't be surprised if that gets game of the year The Witness is also an amazing game yeah. and those are things that we got really really early on in the year yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that like when I look at last year, the debate I was having in my head of like Metal Gear versus Tomb Raider versus Bloodborne versus like Witcher and Witcher. stuff like that was uh, when I look at this year compar- comparatively, it's just not the same. Like this year didn't really have that like three or four games competing for my number one slot. I Although agree. like how spoiled do I have to be that I'm like this year only had two games competing. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean like looking at it last year we had uh, like I had a Metal Gear game, I had a Star Wars game, and I had The Witcher. So like th- that's an incredible combination of things. And also Fallout. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah like last year we had the big massive open world RPG stuff like yeah. the really huge games. Half the games that I love this year or that I finished this year that I really loved were games that came out last year. Yeah. Uh, and then there were remastered things and there were things that we maybe expected last year. So our hype was higher then. Mm-hmm. And then honestly, uh, this year was full of games that I wanted to completely adore and ended up liking, but not really loving mm-hmm. like, and that's fine. They're all great. Like, you know, I, I look at something like uncharted four, which I had a really good time with a lot of that game, but overall, I mean, it's, if you had told me a year ago that uncharted four probably won't be one of my game of the year nominees, like I would have been like, you're crazy. Uncharted yeah. 4 is going to be definitely probably in the top two or three. Yeah. And for me, it's like it's somewhere around the, the you know, the, the lower half of the of the really good stuff I played this year. Yeah, I think like Uncharted 4, it's it's funny. Obviously, that's that's up for a ton of nominations at the Game Awards. Uh, Nick Robinson from Polygon tweeted like, does anybody else like kind of not remember a lot of it or does it sort of seem distant? Obviously, it came out six months ago, mm-hmm. but it very much feels like that sort of that popcorn flick that you went and saw. You walked out of the theater and you were like raving about it and then you know months pass and you're like oh yeah i saw that you know nobody's talking about it uh now and i guess it's because it wasn't that affecting yeah it was a great game yeah but yeah Yeah. i haven't spoken about it much and i think it deserves all the awards for for visuals for uh performances performances Performances. just incredible characters like just really really well done art direction is phenomenal Mm -hmm. probably unmatched Mm -hmm. right I would say it's going to be a long time before we see a game with that level of visual fidelity. Probably even Horizon Zero Dawn is going to get close, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but in terms of like actual gameplay and sitting back and really remembering the story that much, um, they both kind of sifted sifted away from me. I just me. wish it had been a little bit shorter. But um, yeah. while I still think this year was full of really, really good games, and I would like totally argue that with all the indies we had at the start of yeah. the year, I agree that I... Was wait, I felt like I was waiting for the end of the year to be like, nothing mm-hmm. yet is definitely Game of the Year. Like, I thought it was going to be The Witness, but I wasn't like last year where I was like, sold. It's obviously The Witcher, yeah. you know? It was like, even the year before that was Wasteland, South Park, I think, and I was yeah. so set on that. Whereas this year, it's kind of been like, all right, we've got to wait for this this chunk of, of time right here and yeah. then it'll pop out. It's, yeah. it's been a strange year in that that respect. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's also interesting when you look at Q1 is full of things like uh, possibly Zelda and Horizon and Persona and Mass Effect and so there are these games that were originally supposed to be out in 2016 that it's got really pushed to the beginning of next year so yep. those may have been the games this fall that were going to resonate. That would have dominated. Yeah. I think yeah. that, that always makes it feel like 
Like we look at, and you'll get this on some weird like list results that come up if you search like games of 2016 and there's a bunch of stuff on there that you're like, that's not out yet. That hasn't come out. That's not coming out. And yeah. like, you know, the Prey 2 that we see is the old logo from when that was something else. Yeah, and you're just, yeah. there's always that like your expectation of how that list looks versus how it actually looks. Mm-hmm. Right. And then you get something, you know, you get a year like 2011 where you look back on it and you're like, holy crap, that was a good year. Yeah. Maybe um, that'll be next year. I mean, yeah, Zelda, I, you know, yeah. <laughs> starting with Zelda. Are you kidding? Yeah. yeah. And Horizon Zero Dawn, which both look just absolutely beautiful. I don't think anyone's playing Zelda until like June or July. I think you're probably right about that. Oh, dang. But yeah, this is, I mean, like it feels like petty to like, talk smack about an entire year of video gaming but like i think last year was a little better but i also i think it's interesting to kind of delve into why yeah i completely disagree with you i mean it's there's a weird thing with with development cycles where it i mean it i think it used to be like it used to take you know for the most part studios publishers to make like three years to make a triple a game yeah and that's changed a lot you know we have more kind of short-term or longer tail indie stuff and then there's stuff that gets announced too soon and there's stuff that gets you know announced and released and then you know it everyone's kind of doing stuff sort of differently yeah. and it also <clears throat> with new hardware it takes a minute to get to that sweet spot yeah. kind of and also like we're looking at this like there's a consistent sort of cycle here like last year's generation of con- or not last year's last generation of consoles was almost like a, almost 10 years yeah. you know yeah. and that kind of like towards the end it was like here's stuff that's going to get remastered because they've got to they've got to nurse that you know yeah. milk that and I, mean, I think this the reason this year resonated with me so much and continues to resonate with me is because like I look back one of the first blogs I wrote when I was at one up so one of the first things I wrote in the industry I think it was 2011 I was talking about the three games I was most anticipating and they were The Witness they were Final Fantasy versus 13 and they were The Last Guardian and I'm at this point and I've played them like yeah that was this year that is what 2016 will be to me is I got to play those games that I've been waiting for for five to ten years that's true which I don't know what are we looking forward to now that we're not going to be able to play for five years? Like, do we know any? Like, Death Stranding? Maybe. Like, you mean, yeah. <laughs> like, in term, that for sure. I mean, Zelda, obviously. Like, in terms of games no, that we've not, run around. not until five years from now. Cyberpunk 2024 yeah, like, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But it's also, last year was super enormous open world RPGs. Yeah. This year is kind of tighter, more narrative-based indies. Yeah. And I yeah. feel like it's so hard to even compare those two things. Like, completely separate worlds but Mm -hmm. both really really valuable in their separate ways and people i think can sometimes just dismiss an indie as not triple a quality because it's an indie yeah i don't i feel like no one in this room would do that but that that is a thing they don't you know talk about them as much they don't promote them as much so it's like we're not seeing the consistent flow of hype that maybe the witness would have had if it was a triple a game sure sure i I mean we also got that sort of like big wave of shooters this at this fall which are all really great they're just none of them i would really like quantifies my game of the year or anything like that i'm glad they exist yeah. i had fun playing them for the time i played them but um yeah they're the the spectrum of giant shooters versus like the weird like abzus and firewatches and the witnesses and stuff like that like it's it was cool in that regard like mm-hmm. you know that that level of variety is awesome i appreciate that if that's why dishonored 2 is my game of the year because it's so different to all the other stuff that came yeah out. for sure yeah i mean that is one of the, one of the things i really like is that the discussion of game of the year this year is going to pull from so many different genres and voices and i yeah. hope that's just going forward that's what it is it's not 10 games that kind of look the same it's going to be 10 games that are so incredibly different we're all like why are we possibly comparing these things to it's, each other yeah, it'll be a loud weird passionate heated meeting between a lot of interesting well, and people and we'll also be talking about pokemon go which is the weirdest thing oh, yeah man that's yep. a tough one. I yeah. mean, and to be fair, I haven't played Final Fantasy 15 yet. I haven't played yeah. The Last Guardian yet. I'm yeah. going to start that yeah. tonight. Those, I are, yeah. those are two really huge ones that yeah. we're still waiting on. So yeah. I haven't played Dishonored yet. So. Dead Rising as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of games that are still on the way. Uh, speaking of which, Final Fantasy 15 is out. 
Uh, did it. Yeah, Last Guardian's in our hands. We're going to have more on that next week. But in the meantime, Final Fantasy 15, formerly Versus 13, that's a trip. That was revealed <laughs> on May 8th, 2006 at E3. That was a minute ago. Yeah. What, what were you guys doing in May 2006? I'm the only one who wrote. I feel like this was a trick. I'm the only one who wrote anything in the notes here. I oh, said, no, I, oh, no. No, you didn't. I, no, I did, I did the but down below. Under oh, big you? movies and games and events. Oh, okay. I wrote what I did. Yeah, I wrote Max tried to go back through his Facebook feed, but the <laughs> earliest thing was in September 2006 because wow. we were still using MySpace then. <laughs> he was working in a bookstore, attending community college, and trying to have as much sex as possible. He hadn't yet gotten drunk. <laughs> yeah, I think wow. 2006. My summer vacation. 2006, you needed to be in a handful of very specific universities with an email address linked yep. to those schools in order to have Facebook. Damn. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I think I like wasn't taking enough units at my community college to have a dot edu. Like, <laughs> yeah. what, what the hell, right? This would have wow. been, I think, within the week of me being very excited for the season two finale of Lost. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out how old yeah. I was. Yeah. I would have been, yeah. I would have been 18. Yeah. Uh, I was fresh out of a very long relationship and trying to figure things out. And I think I started, I was probably about a quarter of the way done with my first album because I was just like, hey, I'm single now and I've emerged from this like cocoon of like being in a relationship where I was reconnecting with all my friends and my family and just diving headfirst into personal projects and stuff like that. And I think I started like the early drafts of the website that I made that eventually got me hired out here. So I was living probably in New Jersey. Uh, It was so long ago. I was 13. Yeah. Does that. So you yeah. were also not getting drunk. No, I was not getting drunk yet. No. no. Didn't really? have Even a breakup Aust- with an album me though. In Australia? So. Yeah. No, I didn't that, break up with like the 15. album. <laughs> <laughs> break up with an album. It's like, you know, your breakup comes paired with with an album. Oh, with Taylor Swift? Just like Taylor Swift. Oh. And Down, Taylor Swift you know? of, of hey. Here's a here's a here's a real trippy one. Uh, It's a thing that was going on in 2006, May 2006. Is the PS3 wasn't even out yet. Like we are a console generation and a half that it's taken this game to get released. Uh, Elder Scrolls Oblivion was wow. was a big game at the time. I think that yeah. came out in so wait, March P- that year. Yeah, PS3 wasn't out yet. That same goes for Last Guardian then. Yep. Like that wasn't yeah. even a man. Yep. Uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance, Final Fantasy 12, <laughs> The First Prey and Call of Duty 3. There've yeah. been a bunch of Call of Duty games yeah. since this was announced. X-Men 3: The Last Stand and Superman Returns were the big summer movies. Well, yeah, those franchises year. really skyrocketed. Like, what after the that. hell? It had been what like 3 years since a, a new Star Wars movie had come out. Uh, it had been 1 year. Yeah, 2005. Was that 2005? Yeah. 2005 was, was the it was a, it was a year, like that like it was probably coming out on DVD. And it probably yeah, just it, Blu-ray wasn't even a thing. No. People yeah. were like what is that? I'm going to get an HD DVD player. Obama wasn't a thing. Yeah, he yeah. was Oh no, well, I mean he was still a thing to people I mean, who don't like, know it. Yeah, but we didn't He was only 13 <laughs> years alive. old. No one had ever played a Vita. Yeah. <laughs> uh, PSP Go was at this year's E3. Oh wow! Yeah. yeah. That so one? Any, anyway, uh, Final Fantasy 15. Uh, what do we th- think of it? Can we talk about it? Like, Real pretty. Yes, yeah. yeah. that's stupidly gorgeous. So uh, yeah, I've put about four or five hours into it. Uh, I'm finishing up. I'm reviewing the Last Guardian, so I want to finish that up before I dump, jump super hot into it. Uh, I am loving this game so much. What he said? Dump, jump, super hot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like everyone's favorite mobile game. Dump, jump. <laughs> <laughs> Did I say dump jump? Dump jump super hot. Yeah, That's yeah. what you said. Ah, crappy bird. Yeah. I love it. Uh, but no, so far, uh, I'm adoring the world, and I really love these four characters. Uh, the battle system is slowly growing on me, but hearing uh, everything Vince said in his review, which you can read now on IGN, he gave it an 8.2, which is a great point awful. What? Ooh, man, that oh, was wow. a little roller coaster yeah. right there. You had me, and then you dropped me. Uh, like a no, nest. <laughs> like a nest. It was called the dump jump. 
Goof Troop, what was it called? <laughs> Don't Jump Super Hot, uh, I'm pretty sure it was. Goof Troop, yeah. How'd we get there? I don't know. Uh, yeah, but I'm really liking it so far. Uh, it, it really does watch the poop sloop. It's a small sailboat you do craps in. <laughs> That's Final Fantasy 15, Marty. So wait. What what did you what did you not like about the battle system at the beginning? Uh, I think it's something that you need to uh, get used to, especially coming from a big fan of the series. A lot of pull together. <laughs> you should apologize. I think coming from, from somebody who's been a big fan of uh, the series since literally Final Fantasy two. Getting away from the turn-based thing is going to be weird for people. Like you're mm-hmm. going to have to get used to it, and it's also not quite still going on. Huh? <laughs> still having it at the poop shoot. Get the real giggles there. <laughs> the Aussie, the Aussie giggles and wiggles. <laughs> yeah. Another PlayStation Mini. Um, it's it's like a weird uh, middle ground between. Oh my god, I'm how so are you sorry. still doing it? It's a weird middle ground between <laughs> traditional turn-based comment and then like it's not quite as deep as something like Bayonetta or Devil May Cry or Ninja mm-hmm. Gaiden. Uh, and so coming to terms with what it is took me a little bit, but once you embrace what it is, it works really well so in the what is world it? of this game. Is it's a hybrid of the two of them. It is it takes the sort of before you enter a skirmish strategy of a Final Fantasy game along with the quick reflexes and, you know, in the second in the moment decision making of a real time action game. I like it so far. Yeah. And it's super pretty. And you play pretty much every Final Fantasy game, right? Or at least the yeah, main every ones, single right? player one. Yeah. Got it. Because I, I played them a lot growing up and then just kind of dabbled here and there. And I, I've seen a lot of their marketing. And I'm like, everyone tries to do this with the new entry in a franchise where they're like, it's perfect for beginners and hardcore longtime fans. And I'm like, yeah, you always say that. But from what I'm hearing, like that's actually, actually legit this time, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, we've had conversations about this before. But I feel like this might be the Final Fantasy game that kind of brings Final Fantasy back into being a must-play thing. Mm-hmm. Whereas mm-hmm. kind of, I guess, off to 10, maybe even off to 8. Yeah. It stopped. Like, I stopped yeah, playing probably 10. after 10. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like this is going to be the thing that brings it back into the forefront and makes everyone want to play it again. And yeah. And it's really interesting to see if this if this is successful, because it's been critically successful, if it's commercially successful, if this is sort of setting the tone and creating the grammar for what Final Fantasy will be going forward for yeah. the next decade or so. Sure. Which, which I love. I hope they pull a Star Wars and start dropping the numbering system. Like, I, love I mean, I yeah. will tell you that no matter what you say to me about how this is great for new fans, seeing the number 15 in the corner just means there's baggage. And it yeah. means that there's a bunch of dudes that are going to show up. I think they're dudes. I don't know. And they start yelling at me about things that happened in the past games. And I'm like, uh... What if it's just Final Fantasy Xiv? Oh, you have to actually pronounce the list? Final Fantasy Fantasy of you don't think that's going to alienate fans and people that don't understand what the that. hell it's you're actually saying? pronounced Kingsglaive. <laughs> I was going to ask about that actually. How important do you think Kingsglaive is to the story? Which, for those who don't know, is the movie. Um, yeah. Do you think that it still makes sense without watching that? Do you think uh, it adds a lot? It makes sense, especially because they uh, introduced the day one patch is taking certain key moments from Kingsglaive and literally inserting it in the game as cutscenes that you will watch. Oh, oh whoa, really? Uh, yeah, which huh. is interesting. Uh, but I still think uh, I think one of the things one of the best things about the game so far have been the camaraderie between the four main characters, which the Brotherhood anime, which is a f- quick five part anime that's free on YouTube, uh, sort of gives you more backstory to that, makes it even more powerful. So mm-hmm. it's always I always hate telling people that there's required reading going into it because it's not really, but like in order to get the full picture, yeah, a little bit. I'm so excited just about the weird like the weird little details, like just having a cookout, driving a car, yeah. mm-hmm. like the fact that there's a fu- do you have to get fuel, like do you have to get yeah. gas. You have to gas up every once in a while, or else your car breaks down. I love that. It's, it's yeah. I love that. Yeah. that sounds really tedious, and I'm just so excited about the idea. Also, like, one of the recipes you learn is cup of noodles, just straight up. Oh, is really? that a recipe? Yeah, which is weird because it's a high level no, recipe like, that also like 
The game sponsored by a bunch of stuff, like Coleman Grill. What? Wow. Coleman yeah. Grill sponsors yeah, Gary a- Coleman's Grill. Yeah, it's a grill for just a very small uh, Official outdoor cooking supply of all weeaboos. Yeah. Has anybody done like a uh, Guy Fieri Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives <laughs> mashup with that car? Oh, God. <laughs> We're rolling out. I think, I think that's been done, yeah. That's probably okay, I feel like, yeah. yeah. Do it again. Yeah. <laughs> Do it faster. Link it to me. Yeah. Uh, man, yeah, I'm like, I'm I'm really excited about this. Yeah. Maybe this is like the big open world RPG thing that I, I need to get my hands yeah. on. I read one, one thing that was a kind of a big disappointment is they teased that ridiculous flying car, chitty chitty bang bang nonsense that you get yeah. <laughs> for your airship. Cadillac or yeah. whatever. Uh, apparently, that doesn't like you have to beat the game to unlock that. Yeah. It's called a, it's called carrot at the end of the tunnel. The carrot at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, that wow. Just not, mm. That's just there's like a lot of jokes you could make there. Yeah, just about like, like sex. sex. Yeah, yeah. Like like a hot dog in a yeah. hallway. <laughs> just a <laughs> carrot at the end of the tunnel. Tic tac on a well. But, but I don't know if the horses are scared of the dark in that tunnel, but I hope they follow that carrot because uh. the light is there too. Yeah. All right. Anyway, so um, the second time that horse sex has been a thing today. Yeah, you brought really? it up the That's first time. Did a, I? Yes. I feel like Jared Petty did that. He does that. Blame Jared Petty. Anyway, uh, another <laughs> thing we're hearing that's going to be coming out of PSX and the Game Awards is Marvel vs. Capcom 4. Uh, Polygon scooped some stuff about that, and rumor has it, I think we heard this before, that it's going to be a focus on the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which means no X-Men. It means it's going to be all of the Disney-owned guys. Yeah. Yeah. Which So Marvel vs. Capcom uh, have always been my favorite fighting games forever. And mm-hmm. uh, we haven't had one since I technically the second part of 3, yeah. which, you know, it was just an add-on to 3 um, because Capcom do that. But it's it's been a pretty long time now. Yeah. And I've been waiting for this for a really long time. So yes. It's, and so it's, how do you feel about this then? I'm really disappointed not to have some of the characters. I love Wolverine. Also, like, it's insane yeah. because like in the competitive scene, Wolverine and Magneto are two of the go-tos. Yeah. Like yep. those are the, the two mains. And well, so also, it's like, well, like Phoenix, whole, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, yeah. to not have Phoenix and Doc Phoenix is crazy in Marvel yeah. Capcom. But like wasn't this sort of a spinoff of Capcom's X-Men fighting game too? Yep. Mm-hmm. Like it started X-Men with Street Fighter. Yeah. Yeah, but like even before that, wasn't there? There was like Children of the Atom too, or was that, yeah. was that a beat 'em up, or was that was that a fighting game? I don't know, but like yeah, they were like it was X Men that was the big brand in the early nineties yeah. that was allowing that to happen. Absolutely, there were you know there was like an Infinity Gauntlet game or whatever, but like X Men was the big thing back then, and now that's like falling apart, and like it makes me so sad. I love the X Men. Yeah, well, it's, it's like if they were like, well, here's a new Smash Brothers, but there's no Pokemon in it. Right? Yeah, or you just strip away like one of the major parts of it. You'd be like, it still works. It's still okay. I'm sure it's gonna have an awesome roster. In fact, focusing on the MCU means it's gonna open it up to characters that we never would have thought would ever be in a game yeah. like this. But this whole deal sucks mm-hmm. because this really just comes down to this keep away that Disney and Fox have been playing with these properties. Yeah. And it's the fact that we've gotten mediocre X-Men movies for the last few years. The fact that the comics now are actually mediocre because Disney is pretty much actively <clears throat> sabotaging the brand to make yeah. sure that no one goes to see that, that it's, they're doing this thing where like the worse it, it does, uh, the, the less valuable it'll be. And then they can get it in a fire sale a couple years from now, it's, like they did with Spider-Man. It's like a, custody battle if the parents were taking turns trying to kill the child so neither the other parent wouldn't want it they were like let's we're gonna we're gonna yeah. suffocate the, a pretty, the kids yeah. really good yeah. 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 horse sex and, yeah. Yeah. Horse sex and <laughs> dead kids yeah. in marvel versus Capcom. so it is yeah. like i agree with all this like this this super <laughs> sucks but at the same time like we would have probably never gotten something like guardians of the galaxy or ant-man as movies right. if they could instead of guardians of the galaxy if they could just do good fantastic four movies or if they would do x-men movies like That's true. there is like we wouldn't have the 
weird corners of the MCU, I think, if yeah. they're allowed to have the entire AAA roster. It's also that this does mean we get entirely new characters, which, like, I look at badly because I'm so attached to Wolverine and his Berserker Barrage. Yeah. Like, I, I love that stuff because that's what I've always gotten from NBC, but this does mean we'll have different stuff. Yeah. And yeah. It'll play differently. That's not always bad. It's that weird, you have to do that weird sort of battle in your head of, like, is this better than nothing at all? Yeah. Because we what we I had think, yes. was nothing at all. Yeah. Yes. So, yes, it's better than nothing at all. It's it's like round table pizza <laughs> or something. Like, so you're like, <laughs> I could have had nothing, but now I'm eating round table. It's not great, but it'll get the job done. Well, I, I think I'm think like. Bad I'm, pizza is just bad pizza. I don't want yeah. bad pizza. I don't want bad pizza either. No, I'm with you on that. Yeah, but I you want nothing? Pizza. I prefer nothing of a Sometimes bad pizza. I want nothing, honestly. I think in this scenario, like this sucks. You take away two of the main char- two, two of the characters that people identify with the most. Yeah. Like to lose, it's not like losing. Like when you know to go back to Smash Brothers, which I keep referencing because it's another giant sort of roster based character yeah. battler. Uh, when we lost Snake, it was like that sucked, but at least we had him. But like we made do. But Wolverine and Magneto are like yeah. That's that's two of the biggest characters. Yeah, in I the, went the, back and played Okami because of Matarasu is in MBC. Yeah. Like yeah. I played that again because yep. of that game. Like it's there are characters in it that I think would also make people read those comics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. surely I mean, people l- saw Phoenix and were like, what the literally hell is this? the first time I ever found out who Rocket, Rocket, Rocket Raccoon was was mm-hmm. because of the game. He's yeah. in the game. I'm like, who's this talking raccoon? Is he a Capcom character? And I was like, oh wait, no, he's a Marvel character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's it's that sort of like rising tide raises all ships thing where you're like, that's cool. Who's that? I want to read about that. Did you come up with that yourself? Yeah, I did. That was, that was very me. good. That was, that was actually one of the. One of the levels in that game. You know, it's, it's actually funny to think about that. Like Rocket Raccoon, like Disney and Marvel plan this stuff so far out. Like they have their their whole framework of how the you know the MCU is going to get fleshed out. I they probably were like put Rocket Raccoon in there, and I bet Capcom was like, really? Yeah, like no, no, no. Why? Trust us. All yeah. right, fine. Yeah. So Could I mean, be, yeah. maybe there's going to be some really weird character that shows up in this, and we'll be like, oh, are they coming in a movie soon? Is that going to be a thing? Well, if there's or an you- Ant Man, that's only like two pixels tall. That'd be really. I mean, I can totally see them doing that. I think that Ant Man would actually work as like an ultimate move. Oh, they would have it like he gets really small. Yeah, Yeah. he goes in your nose and he punches you in the brain. Probably, you're really gross. I mean, Almar's got those little Pikmin friends that they jump all over. You're talking about like a little little Ant Man in a hallway. Stop it! Stop (laughs) that. Uh, Anyway, time for rapid fire. This is, of course, the section of the show where you ask us some questions and we do our best to answer them quickly and always fail. Uh, Rapid fire is a a place where you can ask the questions. You just go to facebook.com/slash/groups/slash/podcastbeyond or our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com/slash/ign/beyond, and you can go there and subscribe. And sometimes there's little fun secrets. Anyway. Like an episode last week that had the last 20 minutes. That cut. was cool. <laughs> Jessica Bowen said, worst Final Fantasy boss fight. Ooh. Uh, ooh, ooh, that's not good. Uh, stop it, stop it. You lose. Uh, trying, when I was a kid and played Final Fantasy VII and trying to beat Emerald Weapon without the materia that removed the timer, because you fought this man named Emerald Weapon underwater, right. and you had to remove, so the, you had to equip a certain materia that allowed you to breathe underwater. <laughs> and I t- Okay, I could make fun of any, you were just said, I like to get excited about the game where a cricket rides a wolf god. That sounds great. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you really... Was, all right. Yeah. I like Final Fantasy, but yeah. it's dumb. Everything is dumb. That's Everything true. we talk about Good is point. dumb. But That's yeah, true. trying to beat that boss fight in 20 minutes as a kid just over and over and over again and not realizing that that wasn't the thing to do uh, was uh, very disheartening. I'm totally blanking on her name. <laughs> Jessica. Um, the seed lady. <laughs> Definitely not FFA. her name. What's uh, her name? Edna? Yes. Yeah, Edna the seed lady. Was the, the black and she, she's just not, not a fan of that. All right. 
Great. Yeah, I believe her name was Edna. Was yeah. that uh Yes, the seed lady. Was that big that big snail? Is that in six? Big is that, snail? Is that big snail or is that in Mystic Quest? I don't remember. <laughs> Might have been a Mystic Quest. I don't, I don't think there's a yeah, snail. I think it's a Mystic Quest. Anyway, thanks for your question, Jessica. I don't like Mystic Quest that much anymore. I don't think it's a good Final Fantasy game one bit. It's not a What's Final Fantasy game. What's everyone's favorite Final Fantasy? <laughs> you don't even want to hear mine. One? Crystal Chronicles. Oh my wow. god! I love that game. It's like Isn't arcade that the Final lamp, Fantasy. Lamp carrier, the game. Yeah, it's four four players. You make the the your friend you hate the most carry the lamp. <laughs> or the can I say I'll, I'll say it? We used to call them the bucket bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I said it. I don't right. beat that or whatever. I like uh, six, nine, and twelve the best. Yeah, eight, 24 yeah, seven. I like the one with Cecil and Pal and Porm and Pom Pom. <laughs> <laughs> Um, my friend, my friend in in, uh, in school told me that uh, if you go into the bar in that game, you can get the character to jump on the on the bar and dance, and they get a frog costume for the rest of the game. <laughs> I tried it for like two hours; and it's not real. It's breaking news. Heard, heard heard on your number one Final Fantasy podcast comprised of people who totally God, played all the games a bunch. Where's Andrew? Yeah. Miguel Jimenez Limon says, I picked up a good haul of games for Black Friday. After installing them, I went back to playing Fallout 4 because the thought of starting any of them was so overwhelming. Does the scope of a game or your backlog ever ever make you completely shut down? Marty, take it away. Not completely shut down. Uh, That being said, there are things like Dishonored that I'm very clear, Dishonored 2, that I'm very patiently waiting to start Mm -hmm. when I know, like, this is all I'm going to play because this is a game that's going to be mechanically intense. Whereas, like, like I said, Watch Dogs, I could, I'm going to be playing that over the course of the next month. Uh, uh, something that's short, I'll burn through in a weekend. But Dishonored, like, I want to devote all my time and energy to. Right. Uh, but there's also, like, I don't know. I've, I've talked about this a bunch that I miss out on a lot of the giant open world games because I just don't. I sort of get worried about devoting that much time to something. Yep. When I was, like, with Mafia 3. Yeah. Um, my backlog is enormous because I used to collect games. So I have a, probably over 100 games that I own that I haven't played. And I actually weirdly kind of do this where i'll buy a triple a game and then be like but wait this game is aging so i'll like you know i was sick the other week and i went back and played enslaved because it was like i have all of these new games that i could play but then i always look at it like that game eventually is going to be almost unplayable compared to all the new stuff and Mm -hmm. i'm gonna hate it so i have to play it now was it your first time playing Enslaved? yes and i loved it i thought it was like like i'm sick i need comfort food no i played it for the first time despite having access to all these new games that i was like this is the one that i want to play that's really cool that's a really interesting point i never thought of it that way i know there's the whole like the concept of going to a backlog to be like oh like everyone says i should play this but playing a game to preserve it in your own memory yeah. is really smart because like that's totally true games don't age well sometimes yeah. like i feel like i've played about half of bully and then stopped playing and i feel like it has a timer on it like just, i feel yeah, pressure yeah. i'm like i have to finish bully sometime in the next couple of years or i'm going to hate it like it's i have to do it. really funny so i reviewed the Ezio collection which has ac uh, two brotherhood and revelations which i love or i thought i loved and I would have totally been like, yes, like if you've never played Assassin's Creed, start with two and like yeah. play this entire trilogy. And then I went back and played them and I'm like, oh God, these are hard to play mm. after like what three and Black Flag and Unity and Syndicate did for movement and right. controls yep. and collision and mechanics and storytelling. Like Ezio's story is still cool, but like those games aren't super fun to play. And so, so now sad. my thing is like, hey, if you want to jump into your first AC game, do Black Flag or Syndicate. And it's weird because, like, books and movies and TV shows don't really have this problem, no. right? Uh, like, you can go back and watch an old movie and be like, yeah, it's cumbersome, it's got crappy special effects, uh, I mean, but... a little bit. Like, if someone's going to go back and watch, like, Twin Peaks or even The Sopranos, I'm like, all right, just 
prepare yourself a little bit for X, Y, and Z. They do yeah. some weird things just because yeah, I guess you're right. they didn't evolve with the times. Mm-hmm. No, I'd say that movies definitely, like, the technology does have a limitation to it. Like, watching older movies, the, like, the sound is yeah. one of those things that's really jarring where, like, you'll be like, why does it sound like they all have, you know, why do it sound like I have an ear infection? Like, yeah. they're all kind of echoey and, I still you feel know. like that's not half as bad as a game with super age mechanics. Yeah. It's oh, like no, going totally, from yeah. playing Ocarina of Time on 3DS to playing it on 64, you're like, oh, wow, yeah. this is yeah. not easy to There's play. There's also games that straight up, like, from the olden olden days that don't even let you cut, skip cutscenes or, yeah. like, mm-hmm. get through. Like, there's, like, entire sections where you're like, I have to play. They don't, they don't have bad checkpoint systems. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's um, really funny where it's like, I think Super Nintendo, I think every game has aged perfectly, yeah. which is insane. Like, I think yeah. every game will be timeless. So to mm. back to what Miguel was saying, uh, one of my concerns that I've learned to sort of like curb myself with, I'm still pretty bad with this sometimes, is um, digital hoarding, I think is absolutely mm-hmm. a thing that can happen all the time. I uh, I guess I borrowed Shadow of Mortar from work and played it for a while, and then they did that pro patch for it, which looks amazing on the, on the TV in the office, which I just picked up. And during the Black Friday sale on PSN, it was like, Seven ninety nine for that full game, yeah. like Game of the Year edition or whatever. So I was like, oh, no brainer. I'm totally going to grab this. And I don't know if I'm going to play that game again because I found out also the digital version of that game uh, acts as a separate SKU, which means it resets all of your progress. Oh, which is, God, that sucks. What? Which is either so awesome or terrible because I don't remember where I was in that game. I didn't finish it, but Ooh, starting at the beginning is kind of cool. Game. Huh? Yeah, I, I, I don't remember the game. story of that game. I just yeah. remember the, the dirty so men getting mad the, at me. The funny thing about that is that game does actually learn how you play it. Yeah. yeah. Like, it tailors itself to you. I was playing that with my buddy Bill, and he would, like, just grind a bunch. And most games, you're like, oh, you leveled up my character. That's cool. But in that game, like, that means that his nemesis was some dude who was good different. at killing him. And mm-hmm. I jump in there, and I'm like... I have no idea how to play this anymore. Yeah, like it was yeah. totally tailored to his playstyle, which is like a totally like that's something that only affects that yeah. game. I really, I really hope we get that that sequel gets announced. God, that's gotta be weird. Yeah. Maybe this weekend. Yeah, but I do that a lot where I'm just like, this game is on sale. I'm gonna grab it and I just have it on my hard drive. I do or, that with Steam really bad. Yeah. I add well, things so to my wish yeah, list, yeah. buy all of them when they're on sale, and then don't play. It them. sucks even more on PlayStation because like if you're dealing with a 500 gig launch launch console or even a one terabyte <laughs> PS Pro mm-hmm. and you haven't swapped in something bigger, you're constantly micromanaging, and I'll delete a game like i played like the first few hours of witcher and was like i'm not really into this and i deleted it uh i don't know if i'm gonna download that game again you know like it's just in my library and the library is basically like that scene at the end of like raiders of the lost ark yeah you know where it's just like no there's no reason to go in here it's yeah. a bunch of boxes of <laughs> yeah. spiders yeah but rats. then you go back at the beginning of uh of part four with your nazi friend kate blanchett Aww. i don't have any nazi friends oh dang yeah, yeah. never met kate blanchett no, no, no. She seems great. <laughs> I liked her in Lord of the Rings. Uh, yeah, no, I, there's t- plenty of games where I just look at them and I'm like, oh, man. Uh, the one the one thing I think is, is so stupid is games with, like, notifications or, like, where there's just, like, a basically, like, a little, a little icon on your inbox, whatever the inbox is, whether it's quests or it's items or it's missions available mm-hmm. or whatever the hell it is. Like, Metal Gear is especially bad with this, where they're like, oh, you've got all these things to cash in, and I'm like, what are they? Like, yeah. I'll go on there after yeah. two weeks, and it's like, you've got MB plus points. I'm like, what are, what is it? And they're yeah. like, you're in the short league. And I'm like, is this a fantasy <laughs> football game? Like, what am I doing? Yeah, yeah. And then they'll be like, congratulations, you've picked 1,500 flowers. You get a prize, which is more flowers. And I'm like, I've got too many flowers. <laughs> Why does this man collect flowers anyway? He's a warlord. It's insane. Uh, but yeah, like, I think, uh, you know, Ubisoft games are obviously really bad about that, where they're like, hey, look at all the things you didn't pick up. And it's like, I don't, I'm good. I don't need to. And there's, I think there's a lot of games that really just like, 
they target people with you know obsessive compulsive you know habits and you know that's that's fine i don't think it's like mean exactly but it's like one of those things i have had to consciously kind of shut off like Mm -hmm. I, I was thinking about this when I played Pokemon the first time. For whatever reason, the whole like "gotta catch them all" slogan kind of went over my head, yeah. and I didn't feel compelled to catch them that all. That never worked on me either. Yeah, I was like, I'm gonna get the cool ones. Yes, screw it. Yep. I don't gotta yeah. catch a few. Yeah, maybe only get some of them. <laughs> Just a few. I wanna be pretty good and get some of those animals. Not them all. Just yeah. find a handful of them and then maybe play something. <laughs> gotta else. get the cool ones. I'm okay. I'm not that great at this game. Just all right. That's all right. I'm a C plus dude. and a far fetched. Hey, that's all good Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> to be mediocre. Anyway, uh, Samuel Jordan says, "What game did you think you wouldn't like, but when you finally played, actually loved? Mine would be Bloodborne. That's totally mine as well. Uh, Metal Gear Solid Five. I was like, <laughs> I, after four, four was such like." garbage nonsense and i was like like these these games are so stupid they're so up their own asses at this point i'm we're so deep into the story and then everyone was like i'm really disappointed in this game it doesn't carry the lore of the franchise i was like oh give it to me (laughs) i can't wait and then i started running around like you know the fultoning sheep and stuff like that and killing people and it was like this is awesome i don't care about anything that's going on i could even skip cutscenes because they're nonsense to me and just play it and it was so much fun yeah Mine would have actually been the first Dark Souls. Mm. Like, mm. if someone was like, hey, there's a super hardcore uh, action RPG that you're going to uh, just die for the first 20 hours until you learn what it is. I'm like, this, why, do I, why would I ever want to yeah. do that? Yeah. Like, I would never want to do that. And then I was forced to do the guide. And I was like, this is terrible. I want to quit. And then all of a sudden, it clicked with me. And I'm you like, oh, this is my favorite thing ever. Yeah. 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 Something romantic about Dark Souls. Yeah. Um, mine's Spec Ops. And that was because when it came out, I didn't know anything about it. And a friend was like, I've been playing the shooter. Because my friend clearly didn't understand what Spec Ops was about. <laughs> or he doesn't know talking either. He's just like, oh, no, you're I've been playing the shooter, man. And so I, I tried uh, Spec Ops and was like, even at the start, I was like, this is just, this is just a generic shooter. And then I was like, oh, wait. Yeah. No, it isn't. Yeah. Um, I think it's really good. It is really good. Mine's Sleeping Dogs. I like there are two things there are a handful of things that i just can't get into like like thematically sleeping One of them, dogs i love both of those things as you well know uh they're they're almost uh they're they're symbiotic really those are the dog literally my two my favorite things yeah those are the two um, things that keeps max from getting to work on time damn right. every day. um but no like uh i don't i don't care about organized crime stuff like mm. mafia stuff, mob stuff. It's just one of those things, no matter, almost no matter what the angle is, like I just don't care. Whereas like buddy cop stuff, I'm kind of, I love it. I'm totally drawn to it. Yeah. Uh, which is weird because I'd probably much rather actually do crime than, you know, be a cop in real life. But, you know, here we are. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, like, and then Kung Fu stuff, like Chinese stuff, I just, I doesn't click with me really. Like mm. I never got into like Hong Kong cinema or anything. So you hate Italians and the Chinese. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know why we're friends, honestly. Um, <laughs> Brian Altano, Chinese um, Italian. No Chinese Italian. <laughs> um, but no, like I love, I love Japanese stuff, but like Hong Kong cinema, like I, I respect it, but it's just never, it's never grabbed me. So the right. fact that they were like, Hey, here's a game that's basically, you know, rooted in Hong Kong cinema and it's, you know, Chinese mafia stuff. I was like, okay, maybe, and then I got it. I fell in love with that game, Such a good game. and it actually kind of in- inspired me to go check out like some like you know old uh, like Infernal Affairs, you know. Mm-hmm. What's the next Mafia game? It was called Mafia Colon Chinese. Yeah, that would be really weird. What if the next? What if there's a Kevin James movie called Disorganized Crime? 
Shut up. <laughs> All right. Thomas Rogers says, how do I approach you guys at PSX without sounding like a bumbling idiot tool? Oh, you yell beyond. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Which outside of PSX would make you sound like a bumbling idiot tool because yeah. it's just a weird word out of a sentence. But Lana's totally right. Yell beyond. Come over and say what's up to us and we'll say hi. That's That immediately puts us in a yeah. place where you listen to the show and you, we, you know we're all friends. Or you used to listen to the show and you hate us now. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. It's the same as that, that noise that, uh, that man in Journey does where he's like, bah, 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 and then you go get the scarf pieces or whatever. Yeah. No. Like that is actually translates to Beyond. So if you shout Beyond, cool. like other people might pop up. Be oh, like, beyond, beyond, beyond. Beyond. I reviewed that um, game. That's not good. Yeah. Someone should have told me. Yeah. Yeah. Collusion. Yikes. Yeah, it's I probably mean, like, why you I, got that knitted fabric you're wearing. Oh, you probably collected pieces of yeah, it. Yeah, I've, I've said this on a bunch of shows, but like uh, conventions in general, they're just that's not a normal thing, like for humans to do. So it's weird for everyone because they just sort of be like, let's take all the people that kind of like a thing and shove them together in a warehouse. Yeah, and you're like, all right, and it's loud and it's smoky and there's like women dressed as like video game characters. You're like, what? What am I doing here? It's yeah. weird. I mean, but it works. It's kind of like a prison, but instead of like the thing in common being that you used a knife on someone, the thing in common is that you enjoy a video game. What That's the actually, hell did that? you just say? Brian like liked you, it. There's a lot of different crimes you can do to get into a prison. Oh, no, I'm talking about knife. that specific knife, knife prison down knife south. Prison? Knife prison? Yeah, down south. Okay. So, <laughs> well known. Paul, yeah. Paul Mastriani says, without any big titles on the horizon beyond Resident Evil 7, how do you feel about the future of PSVR? Uh, excuse me, there is Star Wars VR coming out soon. Mm-hmm. There's a Final Fantasy PSVR segment yeah. that's attached to I it. I mean, this is a decent point, though, because yeah. PS, those are both coming out in December, yep. and uh, uh, Resident Evil is January, unless my prediction that it's going to get delayed comes true, which is probably going to be a fake predi- prediction, because yeah. that's not happening. But I think at PSX, they need to show us what's cool about PSVR in the first half slash rest of totally 2017. Totally I, I think PSX is going to be great for that. I think that like just giving us an idea of what we're going to be playing is going to be really smart, because it's one thing to buy something and be like, I'm here for the launch games. It's awesome. But we're rapidly like leaving launch window, which means we get in that sort of post-launch slump of a console. Um, and we'll see where we go from there. That being said, uh, the most sort of unexpectedly delightful thing about PSVR is that some of my favorite games on it are games I didn't know I was buying the system for. Um, there's a bunch of things I like when I saw Eagle Flight at, at E3, I was like, oh. I was like, Scraw! this looks stupid. We're all yelling scrawl in the room. I'm like, what a goofy game. Those those weird Frenchies over at Ubisoft. And then it's like turns out to be one of my favorite games on the system. Uh, Batman VR. People were just sort of like, oh, it's really short and it's cool, but it's kind of like a tech demo. And I played it. and I'm like, this is awesome. Like super hyper hypercube uh, res. All those games are sort of like mid kind of lower tier games not like triple a games but that's how you pad mm-hmm. out this the life of a system it's not just about the metal gears and the witchers and the and the resident yeah. evils it's about the sort of like games that you're going to play on a week-to-week basis when i see the um the drop on uh, the playstation blog update shout out to ryan clements update every single week i'm always looking through for the psvr stuff and i'm always like what's that like, like we were talking about Time Machine last week, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I didn't know what that game was two weeks ago. And then I played a bunch of it, and I'm like, I like this game. So it's sort of like – it's sort of on you to to find what's out there and dig it up, and that's where like we try to help you with our reviews mm-hmm. and with stuff like what VR playing. But for the most part, like I think you're going to get a lot of like big sort of tentpole stuff um, with a lot of other stuff peppered in between. That being said, like I'm not a Star Trek guy, but I want to try that Star Trek The oh, Bridge game. That looks just so like, good. Yeah, like getting a bunch of buddies like to like – 
mess around on the Enterprise. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Well, it's a in communication game as yeah. well. Like, I think that's really cool. Ah, but, there's I mean, one thing um, we're great at communication. I don't know if you guys saw, Ubisoft just announced that all of their PSVR games will be cross platform multiplayer with yeah. Vive and Oculus. Oh, which is awesome. So you can, cool. play, you can play, uh, you can play, like, what is it? Uh, Werewolf, Werewolf Within, within yeah. and a bunch of other stuff. Um, just across across the board so i love that uh, i think like we said we'll have to see from psx mm-hmm. my main concern right now is like hardware wise i want to see better move controllers i know it's going to split the base a little bit it's I totally wanna, gonna happen eventually. yeah it's got to happen mm-hmm. i want to see that i want to see a breakout box that uh, works better with hdr yeah we'll see i'm, where I'm curious to see if like how we we're talking about i feel like last year was the first year of this generation where stuff like uh witcher and metagir not in terms of just scope but just like oh these guys and bloodborne these guys yep. understand the hardware yeah. yeah and like these games are "Quote unquote next gen games." Yeah, and so I'm wondering if a year or two from now we're going to start getting these VR things where it's like, oh, you guys understand VR? Yeah, like, this is absolutely. what these experiences yeah. totally. Are. And I think like right now, going into VR, so many people thought it would just be about first person stuff, and we're learning more and more that third person stuff works really well. Like I just start, I just got my code for um, pinball effects, yeah. which is like I'm like pinball in VR. Why that makes no sense, but maybe it does. Yeah. Like maybe I'll play it and I'll be like, I, n- I never want to play a pinball game any other way. So you never want to play a pinball game. I actually like pinball games because I'm terrible at them in real life, and in real life they cost. What a lot if of money. you could play? You could change the the setting that you're in, so you could play like. So you're the ball. You could play like Black Knight, <laughs> but you're inside a cow's stomach, and what? there's just like food being digested around you. What? So here's you could change like the arcade. Yeah. Sometimes when you have a thought, <laughs> yeah. it's got to go. It's not like think about it like a, a pinball almost, where it rolls down the hill and then it either falls. <laughs> yeah, but sometimes it bounces into a bunch of stuff. Sometimes it just comes right out. <laughs> sometimes of the it just shatters out of the, the glass like in maximum overdrive. So yeah, hopefully Yo we get more uh, VR stuff soon. I'd like educational stuff. Educational stuff. Like a version of Cosmos, but in VR. Yes. Yeah, I really like movie tie-ins that are in VR. Yeah. I said, uh, after we Fantastic saw Beast. Fantastic yeah. Beasts, yeah. I would have loved to see the inside of uh, Newt. Is that is the character's name? The inside of his Ew. briefcase as a zoo in VR. I would like to see peripherals to movies and stuff. Like right now, I mean, I didn't even think about it, but this is a really good question. How do I feel about future PSVR right now? Mm-hmm. I have ideas of what I want, but for stuff that's coming out, there's very little that I'm excited about. Right. Also, right now. I'm hoping there's more like. Hey, this movie comes out in a week. Here's a free VR thing, as opposed to like The Martian, which got a VR thing yeah, like, right. recently. Which, uh, and by like, the way, avoid yeah. that because it's yeah. it's very bad. And no, it's, I, it's I like think, twenty dollars. I think we're going to see stuff that works on like Google Cardboard, but works better on you know Vive and Oculus yeah. and things like mm-hmm. that. I think that Westworld demo we saw is probably yeah. going to show up on. I still think about that thing all the every time yeah. I watch the show. Cool I time. have this weird moment where I'm like, oh, that's the facility. I've been there, and I'm like, yeah. no, I haven't. I mm-hmm. just got pushed around in a VR. So. Yeah, fascinating. Yeah, um, but yeah. Uh, I'm I I'm, I love VR. I'm I feel like I'm probably gonna just buckle like like out of the blue like on like a Wednesday night or something. I'm gonna be like I want PlayStation VR and just like overcharge my credit card and be like, well here I have it. Yeah. I have the fun hat now. I can buck to Brian and Sports Bar and we can be Star Trek boys. It's so worth it, honestly. Yeah. Like it's just it's it's one of the, and again this actually goes back to the question we got before about something I didn't expect to actually love as much as I do and it turned out to be something like really really cool. Also, right. I like the fact that you want to talk to Brian in Sports Bar and be Star Trek boys when the last five years of your life you've been talking to him in real bars and been Star Wars boys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Five hundred. Life's going to change forever. Video we've games been, are escapist. We've been uh, together for five years. We need to start spicing it up. Exactly. We're switch over to Star well, I got Trek. A great for you. Star Trek and sports 2017. Yeah. Can't be worse than 2016. Yeah, we're going to try, try some cuckolding. I'm going to watch him talk to you about Star Wars. Uh, anyway, uh, John Michael says, who would win in a fight, Lara Croft or Nathan Drake? Uh, I love this question. Nathan Drake because he's a cold-blooded murderer and Lara Croft cries when she kills a deer. She cried once when she killed a deer. Okay, and then she killed a bunch of men, but whatever. I think this is actually a pretty tough question. Yeah. 
Nathan Drake. I don't think it's. I don't think it's a tough question. He's at all. a psychopath. No, he is kind of a psychopath. He's I mean, a psychopath. Nathan Drake has never had to like forage or yep. survive or yep. create. I mean, he's he a psychopath. He has to go through a lot of terrible stuff. So I think like most like sort of like uh, like. I don't know, hero battle scenarios. Uh, it depends on the amount of setup that the characters have. So I think that given no setup whatsoever, I think Nathan Drake ducks behind a bunch of rocks. He's got a machine gun with, and then he picks up another machine gun and he's fine. He's got grenades, all that kind of stuff. With like ample time to set up, Lara Croft wins hands down because she's setting up like rope traps. She's like setting up like zip lines all she over the place. She has a gun, but she's upgrading it. So, but yeah. why do you think that he would win if they both had machine guns? Because... Kills a lot of people with machine guns. Yeah, but her Lara Croft, yeah. Lara Croft in the games becomes powerful because she grows throughout the games in terms of like upgrading things. So you mean and just like planning. from the get go, no upgrades? She's, yeah. she's a survivalist yeah. with the master of her environment, right? She's yeah. got the ability to sort of like look at everything around her and fashion weapons out of it. Like you drop them both both in the woods with no weapons, Lara Croft wins hands yeah. down. But that so, being said, Lara Croft's friends are terrible, and Nathan Drake's friends are great. All right, so that's I'll point out yeah. that Nathan Drake uh, he's he's fought the Yetis. He's fought those those spider beetles. Yeah. He's uh he fought the exploding mummies. Yeah. Uh, Lara Croft has defeated the ogre. Yeah. And then there was those, and a those, dinosaur. And those other men and the dinosaur. A T Rex. Yep. Wolves. But really, the one true the enemy giraffe. of Nathan Drake is that old truck that keeps following him around. His nemesis, yeah. large, large yeah. truck that will follow him for entire games. <laughs> really yeah. Just one big old crappy truck yeah. will chase like him down duels. an alleyway. Like, but Crash the truck Bandicoon. never wins. So Lara Croft can't use the truck against him. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. the point is that true. Lara Croft has never been. Is she's never had to deal with a truck. She's defeated the ogres and the mummies. Wait, no, the mummies was anyway. The point of the story is they're both fake characters, and who cares? I, I think Nathan Drake's Pitfall Harry would win. I like Nathan Drake's. Modest bungalow better than Lara Croft's uh, stuck-up mansion. Modest bungalow. His modest bungalow. Yeah, his, his house at the beginning. Of oh, his second four. vacation house on the water. Yeah, my favorite sex. That's not a modest, modest bungalow. bungalow. That dude's rich as he, wait. Don't, does, don't they run out of one house into another house towards it? I'm not going to spoil anything. But yeah, that guy's very rich. No, that was a the modest first house. Bungalow. Dies. He's got a lot they of have money to sell it. It's <laughs> he's a got a ton of money. Yes, he's, he's, he's finding all of those all those artifacts. He's not bringing them to the museum. He's melting them down. He's getting gold chains. He's not melting anything down. Yes. Yes, he is. No, he's he hiding him in his attic. attic. Anyway, the point of the story is Uncharted yeah. 4 and Rise of the Tomb Raider are both fun games that came out on PlayStation this year, and you should play one or both or all of them. Who cares? This is Podcast one, Beyond. both or all. I'm Max Scoville. I'm joined by Alana Pierce. She's on Twitter. She's Charlanazard. Mm-hmm. Marty, you're McBiggity with I two am. G's and two T's. Thank you. Brian, you're Agent Bizzle. And I'm, I'm going to be just pretty good. <laughs> and I'm just Max I'm just okay I'm just, stuff. We just do this every week. And thank you for tuning I'm in and joining us. I'm going to get a few and of if those you see us, little if you monster see them, boys. If you see them at, at PSX, just say beyond or hello or Why whatever. Why would you need all of <laughs> them? Start, That's just start really singing. just gluttonous. Just start singing. And you're not that, eating them. Yeah. Yeah, maybe find like and one or remember, two and then just shut it off. If you see Marty. Pokemon. Talk you don't need them Because he loves Battletoads. a few. Maybe one or two. Is this your new thing? Is that you, you just ruined the end of episodes? Of Last week was just a right. tootsie roll. Only get a few. Back to you. Don't That's jump. it. The show's <laughs> on. <laughs> You've probably heard the name Mary, Queen of Scots, and maybe you know the importance of her legacy to the British monarchy, but how much do you know about her life and what she was really like? For instance, did you know that she preferred to have her eggs scrambled, or that giving gifts was her love language? In my podcast, Vulgar History, we'll be talking about all that and more during an eight-part miniseries about the fascinating life of Mary, Queen of Scots. Vulgar History is a feminist women's history comedy podcast where we don't shy away from the messy, complicated lives of women from the olden times. 
particularly with women in history, it's easier to use broad strokes to portray who they were. And it's like we forget they probably also had messy lives, complicated relationships, and maybe things weren't as black and white as they might seem in a textbook. But I'm dedicated to sharing the sides of the stories we don't always hear, and each episode is supported by rigorous historical research. Turns out there's really something about Mary Queen of Scots. So be sure to turn into my series about Mary Queen of Scots and check out the other incredible women I've talked about while you're there. You can listen and subscribe to Vulgar History wherever you get your podcasts and learn more at vulgarhistory.com.